everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 14, Follow the Star, Share Your Light. Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a grateful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Last time we talked about the happy habit of having a grateful heart, not just in November, but how you can create a happy habit of giving thanks throughout the whole year. Today, we are going to talk about Christmas and the recipe that will help you follow the star and share your light. I love Christmas, the whole Christmas season. I love the hustle and the bustle. I love the cold and the snow and the extra warm blanket for the night. I love the warm coat, the furry mittens, and Eskimo hats. I love the music and the warm fire. I love the smiles and the laughter. I love the already busy calendar and the countdown chocolates hidden behind numbered doors. I love the packages and the way my mom used to shake everyone to see if she could guess what was on the inside. I love Christmas. But more than these, I love the real reason in the meaning of the season. The gift of love sent from the Father of us all, in order to bless us all. A precious bequest bestowed, the Son of God was given, that we, in choosing faith, might obtain His message of hope. And because of Him, at this Christmas time, we again repeat the sounding joy. I love Christmas, and how in just one moment, Christ met all my fears and filled each one of my days with hope for all the years. His gift, His life and example that I may follow. His gift, the atonement that when I fall, I may try again. His gift, my life that I may live again. I love what He did for my family my children, and for their children. I love the gift he gave, indeed, the very reason for this Christmas season. How silently, how silently, the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. I love the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, and the star. I love it that there was a new star guiding the wise men, leading them so they could find the Christ child. And lo, the star, which they sought in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. Then, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. In the Book of Mormon, it indicates that the new star was accompanied by a tremendous brightness in the heavens, which made the night appear as day. How beautiful 
that the symbol of Christ's birth, who is the light of the world, would be a new star that would fill the night sky and the world with light. Elder Neil A. Maxwell taught, Recall the new star that announced the birth at Bethlehem. It was in its precise orbit long before it so shone. We are likewise placed in human orbits to illuminate. Divine correlation functions not only in the cosmos, but on this planet too. God, who oversees the interfacings of galaxies, stars, and worlds, asks us to confess with confidence His hand in our personal lives too. Be assured, God is in the details. Just as He knows all of His vast creations, He also knows and loves each and all of mankind. He has the cosmic capacity to ensure that He really is able to do His immense work. Of course, we cannot fully comprehend all this right now. Of course, we cannot know the meaning of all things right now. But we can know right now that God knows us and loves us individually. Part of God's ample provision consists of imperfect people like you and me, committed to shining and serving in our appointed orbits, knowing all the while that we are encircled in the arms of His love. End quote. Who were the wise men who followed the star? I often wonder about this little band of wise men and the star that they followed. Where were they from? How far and how long had they traveled? How many were there? Why did they pick the gifts they gave? What kind of lives had they lived to be so willing and so committed to seek after the Savior? How did they know to come to Bethlehem? And why weren't there more who looked up to see the star? Why weren't there more who chose to follow? Who were the wise men? It is certain they were not ordinary men. They were privileged to search out the Son of God. They were privileged to bring Him gifts. They were men who were spiritually in tune. They were men of knowledge, prophets on a divine errand. Who were the wise men? It is certain they were righteous men sent on an errand to witness the presence of the Son of God on the earth. Who were the wise men? Their spiritual capacity was evident. They could see the star when others couldn't. They knew the meaning of the star when others did not. They knew to bring gifts to the young child. Who were the wise men? Their knowledge was precise. Their understanding was accurate. They were led by the Spirit to come. They listened. They followed. They came to behold the Son of God. Who were the wise men? They came from the east. They knew of his star in the east. They came to worship. They came to bear witness that the King Emmanuel had been born in the flesh. Just as the wise men set out on a journey to follow a star that would bring them closer to the Christ child, each of us has an opportunity 
in the orbit you are precisely placed in to share your light, to give your own gifts of the heart that will not only bring joy and happiness to the recipient of your gift, but will also bring light and joy to your own life along this journey to find your own happy. What happens when in our own lives we reach out beyond ourselves to follow a star that will give help and healing to someone else? Elder Uchtdorf taught that when we help others, we receive healing in return. Quote, As we extend our hands and hearts toward others in Christ-like love, something wonderful happens to us. Our spirits become healed, more refined and stronger. We become happier, more peaceful, and more receptive to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. End quote. Scientists can now actually see patterns in the brain that shows when someone is helping another in need. Their own pain is eased and lightened. In a report called The Neurobiology of Helping Others, we learn, neuroscience has demonstrated that giving is a powerful pathway for creating more personal joy. Helping others actually triggers an impact to our brain in many positive ways. President Russell M. Nelson taught, giving help to others, making a conscientious effort to care about others as much or more than we care about ourselves is our joy. End quote. What if Christmas really was the recipe that would bring about joy, a formula for peace, a technique to find the happy? What if doing good for someone else in your own sphere, whatever that may be, could lift you up and place you on higher ground? What if helping someone else in need could help you find peace? What if cheering up someone who is sad or helping someone feel glad really was the way to discover your own happy at Christmas and for the rest of your life. From Charles Dickens' classic Christmas story, we learn of one who lived much of his life ignoring his fellow man and living only for himself, Ebenezer Scrooge. In the story, Scrooge's business partner, Jacob Marley, visits him one night and laments back on his very own unhappy life and his lists of regret, that he never raised his eyes to the star which led the wise men to a poor abode. Now I want you to listen. This is really interesting to me. This is Jacob Marley's words as he looked back on his life. He said, quote, Why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raise them to that blessed star which led the wise men to a poor abode? Were there no poor homes to which its light would conduct me? Not to know that any Christian spirit working kindly in its little sphere, whatever it may be, will find its mortal life 
too short for its vast means of usefulness. Not to know that no space of regret can make amends for one life's opportunities misused. Yet such was I. Oh, such was I. End quote. I love the line where he says, Not to know what any Christian spirit working kindly in its little sphere, whatever that may be, were there no poor homes to which its light would conduct me. End quote. It doesn't take a long walk to find someone within our own sphere of influence that our own light of working kindness will bless. There are hearts to gladden. There are kind words to say. There are gifts of love to be given and light to be given away. President Thomas S. Monson said, Why is the story of a Christmas carol so popular? Why is it ever new? I personally feel it is inspired of God. It brings out the best with human nature. It gives hope. It motivates change. We can turn from the paths which would lead us down and with a song in our hearts, follow a star and walk toward the light. We can quicken our step, bolster our courage, and bask in the sunlight of truth. We can hear more clearly the laughter of little children. We can dry the tear of the weeping. We can comfort the dying by sharing the promise of eternity. If we lift one weary hand which hangs down, if we bring peace to one struggling soul, if we give as did the Master, we can, by showing the way, become a guiding star for someone else. End quote. Don't you love that? I think that is so perfect for this Christmas time of year. In each of our lives from beginning to end, we are given opportunities to help and heal another as we follow the star and as we give the gift of our light. You may see the neighbor who needs a friend for Christmas, a kind word for Christmas, a wave, a smile, perhaps your time for Christmas. You may cross the path of a child who has lost his way, and your kindness as you reach down to help will lift a life with rays of hope and care for Christmas. You pause in the middle of your very busy shopping list to lift another, to help with a spilled bag, to comfort a tired child. You apply the recipe of Christmas hope to someone who will be hopeless no more. And then, as you blend the days of your life, searching to share your light, following the star of hope, lifting those around you all along the way, you will receive joy and healing in your own life. You will be happier in gratitude. You will be more contented in opportunity and your heart gladdened by the reason for the gift of Christmas giving. 
what if Christmas really was the recipe to bring about joy? What if it really was a formula for peace and a technique to find the happy? What if Christmas was all about doing good for someone else in your sphere, in your orbit, wherever that may be? What if you could lift others and then you in turn would be lifted up to higher ground? What if helping someone else in need was really the message of Christmas? What if helping someone else filled up your own needs? What if cheering up someone who is sad or helping someone feel glad really was the way to discover your own happy at Christmas and all the days until the next Christmas? What are you doing in your life to lift your soul at Christmas. It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life, even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet. You will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations that will help you keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a beautiful rest of your day and get ready today to follow the star, to share your light, and to give your own gifts of the heart. You, then, will find the happy. Bye for now. See you next time.